welcome. It's quite early in the morning uh, as I record this. Probably not early for some, <laughs> but certainly early for me. Um, <clears throat> bit of a a difficult sleep um, where the mind was very active yesterday there was some interaction there was a phone call with a doctor in regards to my mental health to a point where it felt like more help was needed in regards to what I was experiencing but it seems as if for the time being there, there's nothing more I can do on that side of things. And it's been a bit of a conflict, a bit of a, a challenge in regards to in regards to how I see my mental health. Because when interacting with the world, with organisations, healthcare professionals, then there is the dealing of concepts, labels, ideas, certain words that carry more weight than others. And in some ways it can it can reinforce thoughts about who you are or who I am. Because in order to interact and in order to um to be understood, then you almost need to use these ideas and concepts. For example, the labels that have been given to the symptoms I go through, such as anxiety or depression. And it's the opposite in regards to living in the present moment. 
and accepting the present moment, allowing the present moment. And in that acceptance, allowing, there is no labels, mental concepts. That's not to say that I might be in a great deal of mental pain with certain symptoms, certain experiences, feelings, challenges, but I'm not making it into a mental structure that I've, I'm carrying with me. However, moving or interacting with the world with mental health and then coming back to the present moment sometimes it's so easy to bring that structure with you So that's something I'm I'm struggling with a lot is to almost return back to the present moment. Without any labels, without any ideas about who I am. And I find I'm more susceptible to that because there is a sense of of dysfunction with my mind. So the mind is in it's in pain, it's in suffering in some respects. It's and so it feels like the the velcro of ideas. Concepts is a lot stronger than than a, perhaps a mind that doesn't have these challenges. So, so I sense a lot of last night was dealing with the the energy of yesterday, uh, where I had to interact with a couple of organisations in regards to talking about my mental health and it's almost it's almost in some ways having to speak a different language but the language itself is not Maybe untrue is, is too strong a word, false, but since this may be a challenge to try and explain here but 
maybe what I've said is is enough. Um, but coming back to the main importance is that is that in this moment there is just accepting this moment, experiencing this moment, that this moment is all there is. And I can sense in myself the mind is, is screaming out that, that I'm suffering with mental health, this is, this is who you are. And it's uh, it's understandable because when interacting with the world and organisations and such, it it almost leaves a a sort of mental impression on the mind of this is who you are because in that world that that's all is understood. I am someone who suffers from mental health, so you're dealing with the currency of concepts and ideas language in this way, a commonality that can be understood. And of course, there's no space for the present moment in, in those discussions. <laughs> I feel it can get a bit convoluted, or it's probably a big subject to talk about, probably most certainly beyond my understanding um, capacity but hopefully there's a, a general gist of, of what I'm referring to so that screaming voice wants to be seen and heard and maybe if I was to inquire about it now perhaps it's perhaps it's a part of a part of mind that wants to be heard to say that I'm suffering I'm in deep suffering and perhaps the screaming is coming from The screaming is coming from the fact that in the world I'm, I, am, I am not being heard and seen, that my suffering is not being heard and seen. That action has been taken to, to get help, action has been taken to convey the suffering when sometimes that action is needed in regards to explaining my limitations of things I can do or can't do but when it's not being heard and seen such as within health assessments to assess how well or unwell I am and and when it comes to financial support and that whole world of having to almost prove or convince or 
demonstrate verbally that this is what I'm dealing with, that all leaves a sort of mental impression on the mind, especially when where this has been the case for me, where there's been many occasions when you have not, I have not been seen and heard, I have been misheard. And so this can cover up the present moment. It's another energy form covering up the present moment. And in some strange way, it's 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 hard to leave those concepts and 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 come to the present moment without them. They're so alluring. Perhaps the alluring part is the ego identity of being somebody who's mentally unwell. The label. And perhaps there's a fear of the fear of maybe the fear of acting in a certain way that may not be understood by others, whether it's in regards to for me right now it may not be it may be not being able to uh, speak to friends and family or see them as often and having to explain why which often there isn't um it's very hard to give a clear explanation when the mind, my mind itself, is in a great deal of dysfunction and pain. And perhaps these labels can assist in some way. But it's it's a fine balance again of where sometimes labels and concepts are needed when interacting with the world, it's the currency of it. Language, for example, is the, it's another currency of form. But perhaps right now it's enough just to be aware of the pull, the hold that concepts and ideas can have. And that by not, by letting them go, it doesn't make the condition of my mind untrue. feel that 
whatever healing can take place, can transpire in the present moment. That by fully being in the present moment, it can allow for whatever healing is available here in the now. And it, it can take place more fully than if I come to the present moment without fully surrendering, without fully being in the here and now. Of course, it's natural to think that you'll only get as, as much healing as as much as you are in the present moment. It's not to say that there's any guarantees or any expectations, but it allows for allows for access, for presence, present moment healing, if I could put it this way, it allows you to get more access to it. Almost an example, if there was a glass of water there, and I was unable to drink it mindfully, I was drinking and it was spilling all over it as it was spilling down my mouth as I was drinking it, I would only only consume whatever is mindfully whatever goes into the body. But I won't get full hydration from that glass, that drinking in this way. And it's almost Again, this would be something that I can process and, and continue to inquire, but my, my sense is that whatever healing is available in the here and now, that the more I am fully in the now and more detached or more perhaps yes more detached from labels I've able to drop them when they are not needed and surrender then it gives me more access to whatever healing is available to me and that seems to be the only perhaps one of the most potent sort of medicines available to me at this moment. There is of course things that I can take care of, such as my sleep, my nutrition, mental stimulation, such as recording this podcast. But I feel that perhaps the primary medicine, the primary self-care, the primary assistance or healing for my mental health or mental 
call it mental condition as well. Sometimes certain phrases and words can form their own identity. But the condition of them of my mind. Perhaps there's a sense that the healing will take place. The more I am in the here and now. I'm picturing a, f a phone charger at the moment being plugged into a phone. <laughs> and if, if charging was to healing, then the more I am connected to the present moment, the more whatever the unlimited intelligence, the unlimited possibilities, whatever, whatever the universe can aid me, can help me, would be, will be given there. That's another way to put it. And again, it's not... And I say, you know, whatever aid in regards to, there's no... It's almost unknowable to know the what universe can give me, how much it can help, but, but it gives me full access, it gives me full capacity to embrace or to... to receive as much help as, as, as I can. So that's been somewhat uh, conveyed to make some sense. <laughs> A lot of these things can be difficult to, to language, to phrase and to... I just want these are these uh, thoughts that I've had, I've had this morning perhaps what, what has been keeping me up at night the the energy and the narrative about my mental health so it's reaffirming the, the primary purpose as Eckhart has put it of being of simply being in the present moment the utter simplicity of that. And when engaging with the world, concepts, ideas, positions, views, opinions, other things, you know, that perhaps with some more background awareness that it will be easier to return completely and fully to the present moment that perhaps there has been in, in, in my situation less background awareness when dealing with these situations and so it's made it perhaps more difficult for me to transition, to return back, to be more fully present again, and to move away, to, to let go of these concepts and ideas.
always always reminds me this transition of going between form and formless, the world and then the present moment. The balance between being and doing. And the beingness is very clear and it's you know, in this moment, yes, I am present or I am meditating or I am but then in the doingness that the background awareness that the doing is taking place, that the space or when the doing is happening in is not lost. And then there is an easy return to the present moment. And it seems as if when the background awareness is lost, so going back to my situation, there's more of a stickiness, I can use the word Velcro, so there's a more, it takes more of a pull to return to the present moment. There's, there's more resistance, there's more, and sometimes you may bring with it some of that, some of that thoughts and it can be a bit of a turbulent time of being present but still there is the the energy forms of of form that's still with you thoughts and feelings reactions about the world and what what's and life situation And perhaps there's a sense of the quality of the present moment, whether you are able to be fully in the presence, to bathe in the present moment, or there is a certain amount of energy form still there circling the mind, almost like a window that's still partly covered up still, it's still you're not able to fully draw the curtains and just look out. There is still there is still something pulling you to the world of form. So that's, that's me in that process of pulling away from the Velcro <laughs> of the world. One other way to put it maybe is to allowing for those energies to dissolve. to reaffirm that all is needed is in the present moment. There is another, with these thoughts and these concepts and ideas, there is the, there's a narrative that's almost unspoken that these are important. 
So in my situation, the concept that I am, I suffer with anxiety and depression, I can sense the, the huge importance there, critical importance that if, that it will be a disaster if these are forgotten. the mind does not understand that it has no, of course, awareness of the presence, no experience of the presence, so it does what it knows, which is more thoughts, more more deepening in, in thoughts and ideas and identity. In my case, someone who suffers with anxiety and depression, the identity of that and the fear of that being lost. titled Noticing the Gaps. Throughout today there is a continuously changing succession of things that you see and hear. In the first moment of seeing something or hearing a sound and more so if it is unfamiliar before the mind names or interprets what you see or hear there is usually a gap of alert attention in which the perception occurs the, that is the inner space its duration differs from person to person it is easy to miss because in many people those spaces are extremely short, perhaps only a second or less. This is what happens 
a new sight or sound arises and in the first moment of perception there is a brief there's a brief cessation in the habitual stream of thinking consciousness is diverted away from thought because it is required for sense perception a very unusual sight or sound may leave you speechless even inside that is to say bring a, bring about a longer gap the frequency and duration of those spaces determine your ability to enjoy life to feel an inner connectedness with other human beings as well as nature it is also it also determines the degree <clears throat> to which you are free of ego because ego implies complete unawareness of the dimension of space when you become conscious of these brief spaces as they happen naturally they will lengthen and as they do you will experience with increasing frequency the joy of perceiving with little or no interference of thinking the world around you then feels fresh new and alive the more you perceive life through a mental screen of abstraction and conceptualization the more lifeless and flat the world around you becomes the next passage is titled lose yourself to find yourself inner space also arises whenever you let go of the need to emphasize your form identity that need is of the ego it is not a true need we have already touched briefly upon this whenever you relinquish one of these behavior patterns inner space emerges you become more truly yourself to the ego it will seem as if you were losing yourself but the opposite is the case Jesus already taught that you need to lose yourself to find yourself whenever you let go of one of these patterns you de-emphasize who you are on the level of form and who you are beyond form emerges more fully you become less so you can be more 
Here are some ways in which people unconsciously try to emphasize their form identity. If you are alert enough, you may be able to detect some of these unconscious patterns within yourself. Demanding recognition for something you did and getting angry or upset if you don't get it. Trying to get attention by talking about your problems. The story of your illnesses or making a scene. Giving your opinion when nobody has asked for it and it makes no difference to the situation. Being more concerned with how the other person sees you than with the other person, which is to say, using other people for egoic reflection or as ego enhances. <clears throat> Trying to make an impression on others through possessions, knowledge, good looks, status, physical strength and so on. <coughs> Bringing about temporary ego inflation through angry reaction against someone or so against something or someone. Taking things personally, feeling offended making yourself right and others wrong through futile mental or verbal complaining. <clears throat> Wanting to be seen or to appear important. Once you have detected such a pattern within yourself, I suggest that you conduct an experiment find out what it feels like and what happens if you let go of that pattern. Just drop it and see what happens. De-emphasizing who you are on the level of form is another way of generating consciousness. Discover the enormous power that flows through you into the world when you stop emphasizing your form identity. And I'm going to pause the reading there for this episode. And it seems to be, um, this has happened several times where I've talked about something, maybe my own life situation or an example of something and then it comes up in the <laughs> in the reading almost like an antidote and of course here I'm talking about the story of your illness illnesses which is what it says here And that's something, of course, I can relate to. 
So in, in, in my case, perhaps the identity of that. And this is what Eckhart is talking about. To just drop it and see what happens. And sometimes the most challenging thing can be to detect such a pattern within ourselves. So often, especially early on in our practice, is the is almost it happens afterwards. Even even just talking about my experience last night, it's only now there's a full recognition of that pattern of of that story or identity and and then that can be dropped and the more as we uh, deepen in this, I'm sure there will be an earlier detection of this. And there may be some patterns that are more easily to detect than others. And so there's the understanding of that. Sometimes there can be a sense of, you can become aware of certain unconscious patterns, but then there may be a reaction of not being aware of others and that may involve certain people unconscious patterns when interacting with certain people or certain life situations but there can be perhaps some compassion there and understanding that each pattern or life situation or relationship that that may evoke these patterns that there's a different mental structure behind that some may be more deeper than others so just to reread the last paragraph there is de-emphasizing who you are on the level of form is another way of generating consciousness. Discover the enormous power that flows through you into the world when you stop emphasizing your form identity. I'll leave it there. Thank you so much for joining me. I wish you well and I will see you in the next episode. Take care.